0: Welcome to episode 7 of Stomp the Stigma, the podcast aimed to fight the stigma surrounding mental health through education, awareness, experiences, stories, resources, and the vulnerable truth. Joining me to Stomp the Stigma today is Ricardo. He is one of my friends from school, and he is just discovering his mental health struggles now. He's here to share with us his journey and self-discovery from a male perspective and from the perspective of a nurse on the front lines during this COVID pandemic. Thank you for volunteering, I guess, to share your story and kind of open up to me. I know that's really hard for a lot of people to do.
1: I volunteer as tribute, yes.
0: <laughs> so thank you. Um, I guess you mentioned that you were just kind of starting to scratch the surface of your mental health struggles. Mm -hmm. um what what does that mean
1: uh to uh start uh to like come to this podcast uh or like this conversation or whatever Mm -hmm. i like started to like sort of put together like my mental health just sort of like in like notes to like make it clear and uh i couldn't really do that because it hasn't been uh very linear so to speak and uh i guess what i mean by uh, just scratching the surface, is that I, I feel like my proper, like, actual work towards mental health improvement
2: mm-hmm. didn't
1: start until, like, probably less than two years ago, soon after I started nursing, because um, I, it wasn't until then that I felt like I truly realized that I had, like, mental health issues to work on, mm-hmm. so, so to speak so at that time as uh we mentioned i had just started working as a nurse and on ahs when you start working as a nurse you start uh you start as what they call a casual employee so you only work like whenever you can right you cannot get like you you don't have like 40 hours a week promise you just uh work whatever shift is available whenever they need you days evening nights whenever so it's a uh, it's good most casuals work like a full-time schedule but they just do it at like different at, weird hours you know yeah so i uh, i started doing that and i was working days and evenings and nights and days after nights and it was a whole thing like my sleep schedule was all over the place and uh i had a re- i had a lot of difficulty sleeping like i had always had difficulty sleeping but this was different, right? Be- or at least I felt like it was different because uh, due to the shift work, I was just so tired all the time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I couldn't fall asleep. Like I would have like have come home from like an extremely busy night shift, you know, no sleep all night, just uh, tired as all heck. And I would just like be in bed and just like my brain would still be like running. You know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And and just couldn't shut up. And so I remember, actually, I was talking to one of the more senior nurses in my floor. And uh, she was like, you should talk with someone that sounds uh, like anxiety. And, like, I remember I was listening to your previous episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, to, uh, the one where you talk about uh, that teacher that first mentioned that you had depression. Yeah. And how you were like, no, not possible. And I feel like for a second I had that, mo- that moment, too, of, like, Nah, like me anxiety what but then i reflected on it for a, for a second and i was like so many things of my life of my life make so much sense if i assume that i that i've always had anxiety yeah like it, it just made a lot of things just like sort of fall into place
2: kind of mm-hmm.
1: that makes sense yeah uh so i actually like went to my doctor and tried to like sort of set up like uh, I don't know sort of like therapy or counseling or uh, uh, anything like that and uh, they uh, set me up with a primary care network which was uh quite good but also a little like uh, like limited mm-hmm. I don't know if you have ever uh, done mental health uh, work through the primary care networks here but uh, like in my case it was only for uh, I could only do uh, six sessions I believe and they were, like, really spread out because of how busy he was and so on and so forth. So and he could do something like a session a month, roughly, which, you know, was adequate for me. But I feel like lends itself to a whole conversation about, like, funding mental health resources and whatever. But that's a song for another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so I start working with him. And, it's, uh, and uh, then I stop for reasons I can get into later. And then I, you know, sort of like so sort I of hit like a lull in my mental health, like journey. And then I most, and then I recently actually started going to like a therapy that I can uh, uh, afford through my, my job benefits. Now that I have like a more permanent position, I have like some benefits, and like that helps out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this has been like extremely helpful. And and uh, this last session, shout out to Carly, my therapist. What what? Um she has been extremely helpful and sort of just uh helping me understand my mind. So uh that's kind of what I meant when I wow, very long answer. I'm sorry about that.
0: That's okay. That's great. I love it.
1: <laughs> so yeah, like that's what I mean. I feel like it hasn't been until very recent that I started doing real work. Mm-hmm. But in doing that real work, real work, we're always working. Everyone's always working in their mental health uh but and only recently I started to do this like actual work with like a professional that I have been able to like look back and just just see from like since I was like a little kid like all the struggles that I had mm-hmm. and uh in my case, my primary struggles are with uh, uh, anxiety, depression and uh just a you know amazing array of body dysmorphia slash, uh binge eating slash just food uh issues as a whole
0: wow i sound like i feel like we are so similar
1: (laughs) yeah 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 honestly i was like listening to your podcast and i was like oh damn a lot like what what a lot live part of my life i feel
0: well okay the next episode that's coming out um next week is all about my kind of eating disorders and body image and all that kind of thing too so wait till you hear that one yeah
1: very interested very very interested
0: i totally get that the like laying in bed trying to fall asleep like you're exhausted but your brain is just running like crazy i get that all the time and i have to have my phone right next to me because i'm always thinking of stuff and i'm like oh i need to write this down i need to write that down Mm. like always
1: see that that's even that's that's like way more commendable than anything i was doing up to that point because like again up up to that point i was like i was like oh i was already like a nurse i was already working on a floor and everything but i i i I don't know i feel like i have i hadn't like looked at myself and be like you have a you have a a problem so like use the tools you know exist to address it Mm -hmm. so i was literally just like tossing and turning just like just shut up, 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 and then like I don't know if it happened to you, but I would get even more anxiety for like, oh no, it's so late, and I have to wake up in like, yes, like, like four hours, and I'm gonna have enough sleep, and and it's just like, like an anxious like like uh like cycle. Yes, just,
0: yeah. I am the exact same way. So right now I get up for work at four thirty in the morning. So
1: four yeah. thirty, yeah, three forty-five sometimes. <laughs>
0: so when I like don't get to sleep at a decent time and I'm tossing and turning and I'll wake up like I wake up a lot in the middle of the night too so when I look at the clock and I'm like oh my god I have to get up in like four hours or or whatever I make myself I don't know just super anxious and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna be a disaster tomorrow like I'm not gonna have enough sleep oh it's awful
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's so tough and like I I don't I don't know if it happens to you too, but like if it gets too too late and I'm like I, I haven't gone gone to bed yet for some reasons and something's happening By the time I get to bed I'm like extremely wired up and not getting enough sleep. Yes. So that, it's it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing.
0: <laughs> and I know that like being on your phone and stuff can be so distracting before bed. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I should put it in another room while I'm sleeping or something. But when I'm laying there thinking about stuff and I'm like, oh, I need to do this tomorrow, or this is a good idea, or whatever, I'm like, I need my phone there so I can write everything down.
1: Interesting. So we just said that you fixate more on like like tasks that you have to do or like like life things?
0: Yeah, I do. So like I'm I'm super into this podcast right now, and I'm like I have episodes planned and I'm like, oh, this would be a good question. This would be a good question. Or like, uh-huh. this would be a good guest and like all this stuff. And then I also, like I cook a lot in my spare time. Nice. So I'm always coming up with like things that I want to make. And like, I'm writing stuff down like crazy. It's so bad.
1: Interesting. See, like my fixations definitely like uh, central out more around my insecurities when I'm mm-hmm. in bed. Like it, it's more like, they always start with something along the lines of, like, you haven't talked with this one person in a while, uh, and uh, oh, you should get back to them, well, you we haven't gotten back to them, it's been too late, now they hate you, oh. and everyone that's friends with you secretly hates you, or at the very best, they just tolerate you.
0: Yeah, and I get like,
1: that a lot. Or if I'm thinking of work, I'm like, uh, maybe, I, maybe did I do something wrong today? I don't think so. But what if I did? And somebody dies, and they fire you, and you can never work. <laughs> like, very, like, i like, I've easily spiral into like, the, like, ultimate doom scenarios, you know? Yeah,
0: it's all the worst-case scenarios that are probably not going to happen.
1: So they still haven't happened Yeah. They still have it happen but yeah, you just yeah. you can't
0: stop thinking about it
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's fun it's fun the trick our brains play on i say
0: see i think about that stuff like during the day and just uh, at any time uh, not when i'm laying in bed but yeah during the day
1: huh you know i'm not sure if i ever did during the day but like no i know that i did actually and that was like Probably like the year that I came to Canada when I like was at a very like difficult point of like my mental health journey. But like since then, like I feel like I developed very effective ways of distracting myself, so to speak.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I uh, during the day I've like always l- learned to like either be worrying about like you know like. I was running school or a project or a volunteer or anything of source or a job or finding a job or doing this thing, things for my job or just like uh, listening to like a podcast or like learning about something else or like or having like a TV show or like a video playing on the background, like something that like kept like the external input coming.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then I guess when I, like, get get to, like, the end of the night and, like, there's no more inputs, it's just, like, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally get that. I distract myself a lot, too. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm, like, always busy. I always have something planned because I get bored really easily. And then I also just, like, get in my head and just think about the worst possible things.
1: Interesting. Would you say, but would you say that that's, like, a that that's a healthy thing to do because to me that sounds like a very like healthy thing at least you got like projects and stuff like things that you work towards and build you up not just I feel like me I'm not like doing particularly (laughs) anything I'm more just really distracting myself and like numbing my brain so that it doesn't get too mean with me
0: that's true yeah Uh, a lot of my distractions are productive And, like, hobbies and things like that. So, I would say it is healthy to an extent. There's times when I, like, keep myself too busy and I kind of burn myself out. And I have to force myself to take a break and, like, take time to just relax and chill. But, I mean, that's hard for me to do. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, no. For sure. It's, uh... It's, uh... It's difficult with uh, an anxious, hyperactive mind like ours, right? Yeah,
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So do you remember kind of the beginning? Like you mentioned that you've kind of always struggled maybe a little bit with anxiety and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Do you remember um, the beginning now that you're looking back at your life?
1: Well, I feel like I don't remember per se, but like I feel like I uh, I understand it more now. Um, I'm realizing that I've always had like issues with like anxiety and like depression and like body issues. Uh, thinking back and also like discussing with my therapist, I, uh, I see that uh, from always when I was very, very little, I always felt like very uh, like isolated from my peers because i had a lot of like uh well not a lot a lot of but like just some like issues when i was like growing up like i was like not physically like too capable so i had like a hard time like learning how to grab a pencil or uh learning how to time my shoes or like you know learning how to like run properly Mm -hmm. I like to remember always feeling like very like isolated from my peers because I felt like at a very baseline I couldn't do a lot of things that they could do uh and uh, and I'm talking very little like I, I have like flashes in my mind from like kindergarten it was just like seeing kids do things that I wasn't even fully able to do or understood how to do oh, wow yeah and um that uh, made it made it very difficult for me to make friends, but it also resulted in me like reevaluing the like friendships and the bonds that I did make. But just through life because of you know life happened, I uh, I kept on like losing uh, touch with a lot of these people. I had a cousin I was uh, really close to that like we were just like really like good friends and good buddies with and uh but uh she wound up uh moving away and i wasn't able to like interact with her anymore because of uh, some complicated familial dynamics or i remember another friend that i had in school uh and then he wound up changing schools and that happened like multiple times and i was always like very uh again anxious throughout this uh, whole thing so i feel like Losing all this, fri- all this like friendships and connections, just made it harder every time to like make new connections effectively.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And to all that, layer the fact that I was like, I was like always like a big kid. I was always like chubby, and that made it even like more difficult to like be uh, in sports, and that made it like very like difficult for me to like feel good about myself, and. So yeah, that was like mostly a lot of like my, uh, like my life from like I don't know, uh, kindergarten, grade school, that kind of stuff to like almost like grade six. Mm-hmm. Then uh, after that, I um, from grade six to seven, I grew up in El Salvador and uh, I went to the same school from uh, uh, grade one to uh, grade. 12th to my senior year in high school that was in the same school or just like moved through like different sections of the school. Uh, and so from grades one through six, I was uh, with the same group of kids and uh, from uh, on grade seven, they were like, they, they were going to mix it up. And so in uh, my group of like uh, um, grade six, I had like this one uh, friend that I was really close with and uh, my mom saw how bad I was at social interaction. And so she like lobbied, she like asked my school to uh, like, keep me in the same class as him. And so they did, but when we got to like grade seven, everyone was very suspicious that they like made sure that we were in the same classroom. So everyone started la- started messing with me. Just, uh, just being like, oh you want to stay in the cl- same class with him? Are you gay or something? You know like oh. that kind of stuff
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so I like actually wound up like uh, isolating myself from uh, that friend of mine and that was kind of a double loss because after that he also wound up having to like move and like left the country and stuff
0: oh my gosh
1: yeah yeah so that was complicated and from there on like I feel like I never had like like a lot of friends well. I feel like I had I had friends But again, it was similar to, like, what you mentioned in your episode, that, like, I never really, like, connected with them as much as I should have or I felt like I could have. And it's really not their fault. uh, They were extremely kind people, maybe kinder to me than I deserve. I just, like, sort of, like, sabotaged myself almost. I don't know. It was weird. Just, like, I was... I felt too anxious, or like my ego got in the way. It was complicated, and um, actually, I remember, in, uh also, I think it was grade seven or six. Uh, I had gotten like I had gained a lot of weight, so my parents actually took me to a nutritionist, and uh, I uh, lost I lost weight with uh, the nutritionist, and it was a uh, uh, really good. But I feel like it started like a trend in my life of, like, I feel like that's when, uh, like, the dysmorphia got really bad because maybe for, like, a year, I f- a year after my weight loss, I felt like I actually, like, I felt like I saw myself the way I actually was. Uh, but then after that, like, it was weird because I started, I started, like, exercising more, sure, and I felt like, you know, just, like, my body was changing because, you know, That's just what happens in life. Mm -hmm. And I just like really lost that sense of just how I actually like look and I'm perceived by other people. Like even to this day, I look back on pictures of like a couple years ago and I'm like, Oh, Hey, I didn't look like a monster. I just looked (laughs) like a person, you know? Uh, And so then the year before my senior year in high school, uh, so the summer before my senior year in high school, um, my uh, a family member that was really close to me uh, killed themselves. And I was uh, one of the very first persons that was there when uh, we found them and I like like stayed basically with them as like they were dying. and it was it was it was very like difficult and traumatic.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And um, I remember like after that, I felt, I I felt grief, of course, but it was complex. It was difficult to like manifest it almost because I I saw that like my parents were also like struggling with the loss and like their own mental health. Mm -hmm. So part of me didn't want to like sort of pile on, you know, like worry them even more with my struggle.
2: Right.
1: And uh, also, like, it was, again, I'm raised in El Salvador, very, like, conservative, very, like, traditionally religious community. So I couldn't escape the notion that, like, since it was a death by suicide, it was kind of like a sinful, shameful death.
2: Right, yeah.
1: Like, it wasn't, like, there was never anyone that, like, yelled at our face, that, uh like, oh, hey, no, that's a shame. Like, your, your loved one is going to hell. But, like, there was death can you like i just think I remember a moment where somebody was like let's just tell people that he like died of something else you know oh wow so, yeah so like shamed shame around the death so that wasn't great and uh, on top of that for an entirely unrelated reason like the year after that my senior year of high school it's like a year where i was like very like quite intensely bullied mm-hmm. yeah so it was just it was just very difficult. And, um, and, and and it's hard because I feel like there was also like a lot of like good things that around that time, you know, I had, did have like loved ones around me. I had a girlfriend that cared about me, like some good friends. But yeah, again, I'm sure that like you understand this whole notion of a yeah, being surrounded by people that care about you but feeling extremely isolated, you know?
0: Yeah, going through all of that trauma and everything that happened to you and feeling like you don't really have anybody to turn to even though you do.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, through really no fault of their own. I'm sure they all would have been there if yeah. I would have let them, but it's yeah, it's it, it was hard. So, yeah, anyway, so that year passes. and um, and uh, I wound up after that moving to Canada. and that's also like a big change and another like 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 set of losses, sort of because I like you know, change countries and everything. Yep. and like um, I also like uh, I've never been good at staying in touch with uh, with people. Uh, so, like, a lot of, like, the good friends that I've had, I've, like, sort of, like, like lost contact with them over the years. Because then and now, a little less now, I feel that, uh, like, whenever I, like, try to, like, interact with them, I'm, like, like, bothering them. Have you ever had that? Yes.
0: Yeah, I am the exact same way. It's so hard to... Keep in touch with people because you feel like you're such a burden to them. Um, yeah. like even reaching out to people is so hard because you yeah, don't want to bother even, them. And, and, and
1: it's not even like I, I don't know, I, would, I, I don't even know if I would like go as far as to say, like, I'm a burden to them, but like in my mind, whenever I'm talking to them, they're like they would rather be doing something else, or so they're like, Yes, they're yeah. they're busy or whatever, like so. What have I got to like give to myself that's better than whatever else they wanna be doing or that they're doing at a time, you know
0: exactly, like they have their own lives and they have uh better things to do than to kind of talk to me or listen to what I have to say, right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly, or like anything that I have to say is like not important, so like yeah they they don't care,
0: yeah, <laughs> yes, I am the exact same way,
1: uh, that's why I was like. You know, hard to like keep in touch with uh people, but I came here and like everyone when I got here was like really wonderful. Like my first year of university, like I mentioned earlier, like was difficult with like like schooling and class wise, but I think it was pretty good. And like me getting to like know people, you know, I felt like I met a lot of people, and a lot of them were like like really great people that like I cared for, and they're I'd say that care for me. <laughs> but I feel like I, uh, I, again, I feel like I wasn't, not asked badly, but like still sort of like doing that, that whole like anxious self-sabotage that we're ta- talking about. Yeah. Uh, just out of the fact that I feel like I was dealing with like a lot again, not having processed my grief and uh, just just changing and adapting to like a whole new country, you know? hmm Anyways, I am um, uh, so at around that time, actually, is when I first uh, tried therapy here, and uh, it was one of the, with one of those like, sort of like master students on the student center. Like, did you ever see those on campus? Like, try those,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was you know good, good enough. But like, I, I, uh, well, I had to like literally almost be dragged to it for a fr- by a friend, like great friend, great friend uh and it was like a good couple sessions but then uh uh like i remember the therapist uh person saying that uh that they thought that i i had a i I could have like like a mild case of like depression and by that point i feel like my recent trauma was so close that like that like just just completely freaked me out Mm -hmm. like i didn't even like register or like or like analyze it or anything I was like nope this is wrong I'm out you know and just sort of like escape the situation and I sort of uh avoided dealing with it professionally of sorts though after that I was able to like on a like a visit to my country I was able to just like just do like uh like some uh uh just you know visit like uh, uh my grandfather, he was my grandfather that died uh died. Uh I was able to like visit his grave with a with the help of a good friend and just like work through a little bit of that grief and like talk it out a little bit more. And then after that like I started uh you know, like like I mentioned, got into nursing and uh sort uh sort of just continue living life very like just focused on like trying to like get through school and like get through to like the next thing. And uh, again, being better at it, but like still working with that whole default of uh, uh, I'm I'm annoying people or, uh, you know, like with like my body dysmorphia or like my weird, uh, like relationship with food and just uh, working through all that. And uh, flash forward to like a, a little while, a couple of years ago, like we mentioned, starting this process of actually like identifying everything as uh part of a problem, you know, or mm-hmm. part of a, a thing that I have to live with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think um, that you'll ever be, I guess, I don't know if you could call it cured or is this something that you think will be a part of your life um, forever?
1: You know, I've given this a decent amount of thought um, because I feel like part of me is like hoping that I get quote-unquote cured. Yeah. But I I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I've seen enough people, different kinds of people with different kinds of damage at different levels and stages of my life that I'm like, no one... It's not it's, not, it's not cliche, but no one is normal, you know? Like no mm-hmm. one gets too normal. And everyone has like little like fixations and stuff. So also thinking back, like if if I like like I mentioned, thinking back, my anxiety has been such like a uh, like an inherent part of my personality for so long. Like all the sort of mental health milestones that i told you about just now Mm -hmm. i've only been able to realize that that's what they are because like my work in like therapy right and uh they go so far back so far back in like my like early childhood and like my early stages of development have been with me for so long that i feel like my brain has just like developed with them and uh that's not a necessarily a bad thing you know it's just kind of a just like an extra quirk that I always have to, uh, you know, yeah. be mindful of. And I need to, like, learn to give myself breaks for sort of be kind to myself and mm-hmm. all that. Actually, uh, with a lot, the therapist that I uh, was seeing in the primary care network before the one that I'm currently seeing, I stopped seeing him because he left me this, like, homework assignment. I don't know if your therapist has ever left you like homework, uh, but uh, his to me was um, write a letter to myself in which I extend myself the same amount of kindness that I extend to everyone else and I couldn't do it. Like I just I just couldn't do it and no. I also couldn't face him with the fact that I could have done it. It's like just sort of like ghosted away. <laughs> so, Yeah, yeah. It's. uh, I think it's always gonna be there, but it's.
0: uh, It's part of life. I like that you called it a quirk, because then it's not like something that's so bad or like that you look at in a negative way. It's just kind of a part of who you are and what makes you you. And that's just something that you have to learn Mm. um, how to handle and how to deal with and process.
1: Kind of like. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah exactly and uh i i think actually like trying to extend some kindness to myself i'd like to think that there's there are positive things that i've gotten from it that like i think other people don't have like mm-hmm. through all this like because of all these uh, experiences i feel like I, I i feel like i'm able to like extend uh to extend a lot of kindness to a, a lot of people and like understand uh like understand uh, a lot of uh like different people's struggles without living them it's like giving me a lot of empathy and i feel like it's also like like helped me like be more like detail oriented like sure it originated from like being terrified that like something would go wrong but like i feel now that i'm like getting more of a handle on it than like I, I I don't know. I I would I like to think that it's it's uh, it's given me some good things, you
0: mm-hmm. know. Yeah. yeah. I guess back when I knew you in school, that would have been like what seven seven years, six seven years ago. I guess for us,
1: six seven years ago. Oh man! <laughs> wow.
0: I what never. Is yeah. <laughs> I never would have guessed. Um, that you were going through anything like this, or anything like I was going through at the time. Same, uh, do same. you do you get other people like really surprised when they find out, or when you share stuff with them? Oh
1: yeah, oh totally. And uh, um, it's funny on like uh, the the first episode that you said you uh, you mentioned something on the lines of uh, like telling your family about your mental health issues. It's kind of like coming out. Yeah. And of, of course, like our struggle, at least my struggle, I feel pales in comparison to that of like any member of the LGBTQ community. But like, yeah. I think you're definitely uh, like, yeah, like you're definitely onto something because I remember when I like told my family about like, you know, like the potential like diagnosis, air quotes uh, of anxiety and like me going to like a therapist and like me trying to work on it, like I distinctly remember like a moment of like, you don't have anxiety. Yeah. Like, no, like, come on, like, look at you. (laughs) Like, you're so like, chill (laughs) and easy going. Like, you don't care, blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I've gotten so good at like presenting I don't know like an image of a non-anxious insecurity ridden person
0: absolutely
1: because i've actually been doing it all my life
0: yeah know? exactly <laughs> yep uh,
1: yeah i consistently get that response and it's it's so funny i i also like remember like uh soon after i like started like this whole like path of like actual therapy and stuff I I remember I noticed that, like, a lot of the feedback that I was, like, getting at work was that, oh, yeah, you're always, like, very calm. Like, you always look like you're very, like, in control of the situation. Mm -hmm. Very Mm level-headed. And every single time somebody said that, I was, like, up here I'm screaming all the time. (laughs) All the
0: time.
1: Yeah. 24-7. It's just... Just... All the thoughts running at a hundred miles an hour all the time.
0: Yeah, I think people get so surprised when they find out because I think a part of us like hiding it for so long is that we try to make other people happy and not feel the same way that we're feeling. So I think, and in a way, maybe overcompensating for the fact that we're hiding that. So, trying to come across um in a way that seems like we're perfectly fine and we're normal and we're happy all the time is what makes it so surprising for everyone else.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh, by the way, I also want to, there are just so many things in your episode that I was like, <laughs> that, 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 that. Like another one of the things was like you talking about at uh, those the, the pie charts of emotions yeah. were your first. Yeah. Well like I find myself doing that even presently after like after like all like the work that I've done. Like my present therapist always has me to like rate my behavior on a mood scale of one to ten. Yeah. And like I always have to like really fight against myself. Uh like against against saying, oh it's a ten, oh it's a nine, oh it's a 8. oh it's an eight. Cause it's not, I just, I don't know. I kind of want to give like a good impression almost. I want to just like, I want to just yeah. be like, oh yeah, no, I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah,
0: this is I'm the one it. person where you have to kind of try and be completely yes. honest and not hide that side of yourself from, which is it's so, so hard. Yeah. But I think once you find a therapist that you really like and connect with and you're comfortable with, that is when things kind of flip.
1: Yeah, 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 and I've been uh I've been pretty lucky so far with uh, my present therapist. Uh, like unfortunately she's going on mater- um, maternity leave. where like fortunately for her, like I'm very excited for her. She's gonna be a great mom. But then I'm like ah, oh, okay, I gotta keep my sanity for another night, for for for, for an, a, a year. It's okay, I got this, I got this, I got this. So
0: you're gonna go without um. A therapist no, for no, a year?
1: She, no 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 she's going to like refer me to someone else but like it's like you said it's so hard it's like it's not the connected same with this person so well so like that does make me anxious but uh, you know entrusting in in trusting her my present therapist i'm sure that she'll like leave me with somebody that's perfectly equipped to also like help me with whatever else will come up and i'm sure so many things will come up yeah <laughs> <laughs> because that's what this last couple years have been just just a lot of struggle oh
0: absolutely I mean even through the pandemic and everything that's a whole other issue on its own right
1: oh yeah yeah I, I feel like I feel like the pandemic and like the last year with all like things around the world has just been like like a very like like giant cherry and top like you have your like regular anxieties and then the world might be ending.
0: <laughs> Have you found that that's affected your mental health quite a bit?
1: Uh, yes, and uh, in very unexpected ways too. Because mm-hmm. uh, I I feel like it's helped me. uh not helped me, but like the fact that we can't really like do much, you know. Like as far as me to actually just like spend time myself examining, like my own brain and like reflecting and everything
2: yeah
1: and like that's been you know good and terrifying <laughs> as it as it often is uh, here's the thing it's been it's been tough but at the end of the day I feel like it was almost a good thing for me like to uh yeah. say that with a lot of like Guilt and shame. Yeah, because I feel like I needed like a big thing to like give me pause and yep. and be like, "Hey, stop and look at yourself and think." And I feel like I wasn't going to do that unless the world literally stopped. It kind of did.
0: I yes, I would say the exact same thing. Despite how tragic this whole year this whole event has been for me it's been kind of a blessing in disguise I think like I know that so many people are struggling and um, so many people have lost their lives and lost loved ones and I just feel like so much guilt in the fact that I have done so much growing as a person in the past year and like yeah the personal growth the self-love the everything just being forced to kind of be with myself for the past year has been amazing but I also feel so bad about it at the same time
1: yeah yeah and, it, and it's and it's tough because uh like I don't know about you but like I feel like it also comes with like a new array of like insecurities because so like in my case as a nurse like ooh, like get the virus and I have to deal with like all the protocols that are always changing and mm-hmm. just you know like uh worrying about like not bringing it home and like who the amount of shifts available how much i'm working what's uh, going to happen with my income when i isolate like that kind of stuff that kind of stuff still exists and it's uh it's been like an extra layer of uh stress of course but it's definitely just like i don't know sort of just 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 uh, something else on on top of every every other anxiety that I have. yeah, that has just been with me for ages. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting year for for sure, for all that. I feel like um uh, one of the great things if I can like focus on that in order just to not not like wallow too much. Has been the fact that I, I I've been able to like learn to uh, to call my brain out almost you know mm-hmm. like uh, like learn to be like okay no stop you're you're being stupid or uh, being like no you know what I actually do want to uh, I don't know I actually do want to spend more time uh, I don't know playing the guitar which I hadn't done in ages I actually do want to like spend more time uh, reading just for, like, pleasure and uh, for myself. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, I found that there were, like, so many things that I had, like, sort of tricked myself into thinking that I didn't like or that I didn't want to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And by way of, you know, examining a lot about myself this year, I've I've been able to just be, like, no, I. Those are things that I want in my life, and that I that enrich my life, and that I want to like, you know, con- and and ha- uh, do more of, you know.
0: And being and, um, being forced to stay home and not do other things, you can you have that time to explore all of those interests too.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm Exactly. So yeah, difficult year. Mm-hmm. with uh some blessings considering all the tragic that's happening and trust me i'm very well in tune with the tragedy oh, a absolutely. little too well mm-hmm. but uh i don't know focusing on the nice things is good the other day i was thinking um at the end of uh 2019 i went to uh to like a masquerade with some friends for like new year's uh new year's eve yeah and it was a lot of fun i had a great great night and i was like oh man 2020 is gonna be awesome and then 2020 turned out the way it did but uh but then like uh a couple of days ago actually i was thinking i would have never thought that like i would have ended like my 2020 living in like you know just uh a play uh, like a really just beautiful nice apartment with my beautiful loving girlfriend with our two loving cats, and just haven't really, like, uh, started to do, like, some meaningful work to, like, heal myself and my scars, you know? Mm -hmm. It's definitely not what I thought, like, this year, like, the past year was going to bring, but, uh, yeah. And now we're in 2021, and it's February, and it's, you know, still been crazy, but, Mm You know, we continue moving, hopefully, in the right direction.
0: Yes, hopefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about uh, working in healthcare. I know you yeah, you yeah. you talked about it a little bit. Um, do you think that has influenced your mental health at all? Um, not necessarily because of the pandemic, but just just yeah. in healthcare. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big, 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 big time. <laughs> Uh, uh it's, it's, healthcare is, uh, nursing. Nursing is, nursing is the best and the worst job in the world. It, like, uh, um, like I said, I've been nursing for two years. And being a nurse, uh, like, is honestly a gift. Like, being able to do what I do is honestly a gift. Uh, like, there, there's many just awful and <laughs> gross things, and uh, like particularly just I tend to work with a lot of uh, patients with uh, uh, neurocognitive impairments and also patients with uh, complex like sometimes complex mental health presentations and complex medical presentations and and that in this last year add, add on patients and families very stressed out about the pandemic. So we do face a lot of like hardship like particularly just in my experience i my country, a lot of like violence towards me and other healthcare workers and that's difficult mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, you know just a lot just a lot of things like that. Uh, but I mean I gift in the sense that uh, I don't know I find but it's truly beautiful to be there for um for like the baby steps in somebody's recovery journey like to be there like every day they're like slowly getting better with their with their walking or they're just or their vital signs are just like looking better like the, the little things yeah they they are great like and it's weirdly uh, helped me out to like really appreciate those little little things uh, more and more like honestly like part of the like like the downward spiral into gross but like but like man you're never you're never going to know how blessed you are that you're able to be just just by yourself like <laughs> just that you can do that by yourself it's great stuff mm-hmm. great. and, and be thankful for it every single day
2: uh
1: and like many little things like that and not just that also like i've gotten to be like really close to people and like help them and make them comfortable as they're like you know dying and like help their families deal with that transition so like it is a it it is truly a gift and uh i'd like to I, i i like to think i'm like about the gift that it has given me. You know, again that sense of like me learning to like appreciate the like little things that on a regular basis that that you do that your body does for you, uh, that like just keep you alive. Like it's 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 truly wonderful. And that's actually one of the things that's like help me more with like sort of like My eating disorder and like my, uh, my, uh, my like body image issues. Mm -hmm. Just like seeing, like, wow, I'm really thankful to be able to like do the things I do. And, uh, you you know, in your last episode, you also mentioned like you thought about like death a lot.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: like, I feel like I never did until I started like, uh, uh I started working in as a nurse and uh, and uh, I feel like but now I do I don't like obsess over it too much but I'm more like obsessed with uh uh I guess this is a negative kind of but I'm really not, not negative I don't know i have kind of like really focused on like do people understand what they mean to me for some reason
0: oh wow yeah
1: yeah, I I I don't know. I like like I've seen like I feel like honestly, ninety percent of like the deaths that like I've seen have never had like a have not had like truly a meaningful ending. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, people like stroke out or they have a fall or something, so they never like they hardly get to have like that last meaningful like conversation or farewell with like their loved one.
2: Right.
1: So like I kind of want to be like does everyone know what they like mean to me you know so so yeah i guess it's kind of like a blessing and like a courage it's like i feel like it's good that i become like aware that like you know you know how how meaningful and beautiful life is and like mm-hmm. how thankful we are for it but also like i don't know i've gotten like also like like anxious about it like just you know i want to make sure that like people know i appreciate them and i feel like i don't do that enough on account of my other anxieties of being like, ah, do they even want to hear from me?
0: You yeah, know? yeah. But at the same time, other people could be thinking the same thing about you. Do, do you know how much that you mean to them as well?
1: Yeah, I doubt it. You know, <laughs> I, I know that logically speaking, you're right. Or I know that you're probably right. I just generally have a hard time believing it. But, that's, yeah. you know... That's my dumb brain.
0: It, comes, it comes with dar- the territory. What's that? It comes with the territory.
1: It straight up comes with the territory. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess if, like, I want to be, I'm going to be, like, fully honest and, like, get into, like, also, like, the tough side about, like, being in health uh It's huh, interesting. I feel like I just did my anxious thing where I, like, led with, like, all the, like, you know, good things and i have to like really force myself to actually talk about the bad just to like so i don't of make you or whoever listens to this feels too, unco- feel too uncomfortable you know
0: <laughs> but that's what we're uh, here for <laughs> i
1: i know i know i know See, it's, it's the same thing it's just yeah. like no honest talk about the good talk about the bad anyways it is tough um i don't know sometimes particularly like the last couple of years, again, not to get too into it, but it's it's been hard uh, working, uh, entering the workforce with what it feels to be a government that actively hates your profession. Mm-hmm. So so that's been that's been not great. Uh, working through the pandemic, it's a lot of like fear and uh, anxiety, and it's been made rough by like decisions that are made by i don't know like management and like people on like higher levels that uh, sometimes either you don't agree with or you don't fully understand and at the end of the day you're the one that's like there with the patient every day so you're like i don't know like it feels like you're putting my life at risk and that's not great mm-hmm. and then beyond that uh at least in like my era, like the consistent again violence is very real like it can range from like people actively like trying to like attack us uh, like physically and we haven't like call security and stuff to just like screaming and like being demeaning to being like uh, like sexually harassed like it, it's just uh it's just a lot of that to like encounter on a regular basis so that is a yeah. uh, that is just tough you know it's not it's not great but uh again i try to balance it with you know all the good things that i've gotten from it but it's also (laughs) because of all those things that i'm like uh maybe uh i don't know that i can stay on this bedside nurse role for too long and also like again the shift uh the shift work is uh it's just tough you know like uh Getting at most, at most every other uh, weekend off is, uh, is hard and like working schedules opposite to your loved ones, then uh, you feel like you never get to see them. Yeah. Uh, in a sense, it feels like a profession that can be very uh, conducive to um, isolation from anyone, anyone that's not a nurse, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like I definitely have experienced a little, a little bit of that, you know, like hanging out a little less with like my friends that are like not nurses, just because like our schedules never line up. Yeah. Or actually, even with my nursing friends, our schedules is very difficult to line them up. <laughs> and uh, you know, sometimes we just been like extremely just like tired or like coming back home like upset because like. Somebody like yelled at you, or somebody like tried to punch you, or like somebody scratched you, or bite you, or, or said something remarkably inappropriate, or like you know, that wow. that that that's that kind of stuff. Wow. So I, yeah,
0: can't, I can't imagine working in an environment like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So again, uh, like, yeah, it's a, it, it's a lot of like struggles. Mm-hmm. and also again and I, I, again and almost honestly a lot of like blessings and gifts mm-hmm. but I feel like that's just had something that comes out of like working with people you know people are yeah. so weird and dynamic and complex that yeah. uh absolutely like you know they're gonna give you a lot of good and a lot of bad
0: mm-hmm. okay I'm gonna change uh I'm gonna change gears a little bit your experience with mental health Um, I guess before you came to Canada or, yeah, I guess in a different country, what is your, or do they treat mental health differently back home or I guess even in other places that you've worked, say in Uganda or anything like that, Mm -hmm. is it, did you find it to be very different from here or do you have enough experience with, with that?
1: I feel that, uh, uh, I worked in a, I did a placement in Qatar, and I was in Uganda for a while in like a sort of like a nurse slash student position. But I feel like I didn't get enough experience. Yeah, with mental health to like to like talk broadly about it. But like from back home, I would say uh, oh, it's difficult because uh, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to that. To that question and like also my mind thinks in a lot of layers. Uh, <laughs> so um, so uh, I remember for example like my most my most uh, close experiences what I mentioned with my grandfather that committed suicide
2: Yeah. and uh,
1: um, they very much put it in that um, biological model of like oh it's like the chemical imbalance in your brain so, uh, uh, that's how it was explained, that's how it was, uh, it was understood, and uh, I, yeah, for the record, like, I, I fully, uh, I'm aware that that's how it is, that's part of, like, mental illnesses, like, genetic, biochemical, like, predispositions that, like, yeah. just, you know, throw, throw you off the walk a little bit, um, but I feel that uh, it was um, it was never explained to me, and it was never um. Uh, I don't think anyone understood that it's not just that you know, like it's environmental factors, yeah. it's your support networks, it's your financial security, it's you know, like what nine nine to ten factors that like. All like influencer like mental health, at least as per uh, Johan Hari last I read. And uh, so it was very much treated like that. And again, that was good. You know, it's better. It's uh, It was never something along the lines of like, oh, just, you know, like like a a fix yourself or like get it together kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was uh, very much in like that major case, it was treated like that. But then mental health and like sort of my, um, the way that I struggle with it, I don't think, at least I never saw so much understanding um, that mental health was uh, just, something that people struggle with on a daily basis, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I feel like the models that I saw, that I was raised in, um, it was very much, uh, oh, you know, like, depression, anxiety, are those things look like they look in like those, like, I don't know, award-winning movies, so to speak, where yeah. they're, like like, dramatically hitting themselves or like they're in like this mental health hospitals or like just making like this huge scenes you know or like eating disorders are just like like the extremely skinny pretty girl that's just like yeah like that kind of stuff like it was never understood that it's just you know like you know something you deal with on like a regular basis kind of thing something that like anyone could be dealing with at any point, you know, yeah. like uh, that, that component, that component definitely was lacking. And also, I feel like I need to clarify, it's hard for me to like, even speak like for my entirety, the entirety of my country as a whole, because um, I grew up like extremely, I was part of the like, like very like small middle class in my country, like the fin- the economical divide between like the top and like the like quote unquote one percenters of my country and the bottom is is vast mm-hmm. and my family was actually one of the few lucky people to like really fall in the middle uh, when I uh, was born so I uh, I had access to like better like educational resources you know mm-hmm. so so as far as I know that like everyone else you know like the more like every like the every man in my country like still has like probably like limited notions and understanding about mental health just on account of the fact that you know education is limited and access is limited and you know and they have so many more things to worry about you know so yeah actually this is another thing that I I don't know if, like, you dealt with, but at least I dealt with. It was... uh, I feel like I've had, like, a lot of, like, guilt around having mental health issues. Even unrelated to shame. I feel like I've had a lot of guilt being, like, well, my life hasn't been perfect, but it's been quite good. So, like... Yes. So, like, why am I even complaining, you know?
0: Absolutely. Like yes, I had mental health struggles, I have mental health struggles, but growing up, like, my family was pretty well off, so for me to, I don't know, kind of come out and talk about struggling that whole time, you just, you feel so bad about it, because there's other people struggling with so much more than just mental health issues, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, honestly, even as I'm like, telling all this to you right now even as I was like just telling you about like all all my things I was just like ah why are you even like ranting so much about you like you know so many people that are just like struggling so much more than you I mean like come on just get a grip
0: yeah exactly but it's not that simple all the time
1: Mm -hmm. oh it, it never is you know our brains, such wonderful, complex machines, just (laughs) working to keep us alive, but also working against us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and honestly, I like, uh, like like I mentioned, for like my time spent in other countries, I feel like I didn't have enough exposure to uh, like actual like, I don't know, mental health as a profession to like speak. I do feel I just had like very few interactions that I don't know. Like the like realities are always different for different people. Like mm-hmm. it, I in my for example, like my travels, I did hear somebody like unironically say, uh, "No, your 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 husband just hits you because he loves you." Like unironically, that's serious. Like if your husband doesn't hit you a little bit, he doesn't love you. Wow. So you know, there's a there's so much work to be done around the world.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, no, I know I know there's so much um stigma arounding mental health, um struggles, uh, mental illness, things like that. Uh have you found more stigma around being a male struggling with mental health issues? Have you had any experience with that?
1: Ah, uh, oh, man, it's uh it's it's kind of like rough to like ascertain that Mm -hmm. just because uh if I'm honest like I feel like this podcast is one of the first things that I'm like talking about really all my mental health stuff and like a more public forum I feel like I have told my parents and like some friends and stuff but like uh yeah I don't know I haven't been as uh as public as public about it I will say though that I'm like I've had struggles with like a lot of like particular things related to like uh, uh, my issues with like eating and like my like uh, like sort of like body dysmorphia issues. Like, yeah. like it's been a lot harder for me to like come to grips with the fact that like I also struggle with that just on account of the fact that I uh, that like you know I am a guy and whatever mm-hmm. and uh, I um. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I haven't encountered like a lot of like resistance, but I feel like I, I, I've i been like very critical of myself just because I feel like I have so much of that whole like toxic masculinity that's just like happens to be ingrained in my own brain because I was where raised in this whole society. Yeah. That just makes me go like, that just like has made it hard for me to like even fully talk about these issues, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, like,
1: I don't think I've even had like, t- like, a- talk about it enough to actually like encounter resistance. I will say that it's a, uh, um, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've definitely like had moments where I like, uh, I-, I definitely feel like I would have gotten a different response if I was a, if I was a, if I was a female. Yeah. Like, I remember I had an interaction with a um, with a patient. Uh that said some very traumatically sexually explicit stuff to me a couple of times and I was taking care of him. And it was like towards the end of my shift. And uh I don't know, there was like something about like the whole situation that I was like, I feel terrible about this. And I like remember like like telling one of my like co-workers immediately and like their first like response was to laugh. And I was like, "Oof, that's not great." And then I spoke about it with like some other friends, and like they did like acknowledge that it was like messed up, but like it's, it's you know not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that get that be the first response that, that you get when you're like, "Hey, somebody said something like pretty like nasty towards me, like just now." And also, it's it's complicated because like. I feel like as a man like and like you know me i'm not like a small guy or yeah. anything like that so like at no point was it ever like oh this person is going to hurt me or like or if he tries to do something i could like you know easily like get out of this situation and kind of yeah but it, it it's just you know uh, it doesn't feel good uh when i like talk with like you know some uh, close friends and some loved ones uh, I see that it's been harder for them to understand that I don't feel good in my body most of the time yeah you no know? yeah like I, I see the mechanisms of their brains are like lagging a little bit because like oh like a guy doesn't say this kind of thing you know yeah, yeah. and or when I'm like, or when I'm like, try to like get them to understand, like, oh, no, I've always just like had these issues. It's just like, uh, really? But like, look, 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 look come on. You're a guy, strong guy, whatever. <sighs> yeah, that's my answer. I feel like I haven't encountered as much, but hey, I haven't been that public about it. Yeah. And even the little of it that I have encountered it doesn't feel great, you know?
0: Oh yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> I was talking about it with this with my therapist. I feel like I carry like a weird amount of insecurity almost around the fact that like a lot of like the struggles, my mental struggles and like my like self image struggles and like my uh like body image struggles and stuff, like I feel like a lot of those are like issues that have been like Societally, like presented a lot of like issues that like women face. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Even though, like, I know that's bullshit, and I know that gender is a construct, and I know that like there's a lot of like we we need, we need to like make sure to understand that everyone understands like everyone's mental health struggle is uh valid and real.
2: Absolutely.
1: But like, even even though even though I even if I know that, it's still been like kind of like almost like hard for me to like like admit it just because that's that's what it is Mm -hmm. you know
2: yeah
1: I feel like that speaks to like you know how uh internalized like misogyny can be in like a society like like ours you know yeah I don't know I'm a very like lefty SJW person so I'm sorry if I'm like slowly spiraling into that kind of
0: that kind of topic that's okay that's great Okay. Um I don't want to keep you too long, but
1: Honestly, this has this actually actually been great.
0: Is this therapeutic yeah. for you a little bit?
1: <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Good. So, I don't know. Like seeing that you like actually like look engaged and interested and just based on your retailing of your own experience, I know that you like actually understand it's yeah. It's very meaningful and great and like part of a I'm sure you're gonna make a great impact
0: with this. Oh, thank you. I know it's so much easier when you can talk to somebody that really understands what you're going through and what you're talking about and can relate to you Yeah, it's a whole different yeah. experience
1: yeah and even and even like just now I found that it was like easier to like sort of like come out and like being like I struggle I've struggled like with those issues because of that because in my mind I was like well, but what if like somebody out there like needs to like listen to somebody like me
0: exactly, like, exactly. having
1: this struggle you know mm-hmm. and like I'm also fully aware that I'm like a Latino man you know so like so like like sexism is like I like sexism and like where like gender dynamics are like such a complex part of like my culture that like mm-hmm. It's definitely important to, like, have this, like, honest and open conversations. So I thank you for that. Thank you oh. for, you know, giving yeah. me a little bit of space for that.
0: Well, thank you. I'm so happy that you could come on and share everything and be so open with me, too. Okay, so you've been with your girlfriend for a long time now, since even since I've known you. Yeah?
1: We've been together six years.
0: Okay, so... Um, and you've kind of just started exploring your mental health struggle in the past couple of years, kind of coming in, in tune with it. Um, how, how much did she know about it before then? And how has her kind of support of you um, changed over the years and through your journey?
1: Um, I feel like, um, okay, so one of the... Uh... One of the great sort of like strengths in our relationship has been our like almost brutal honesty and like Mm -hmm. I've always been like very insistent of like talking about things through and through and getting to like the root of the issue. So like, for example, like if we ever, we don't really fight. We've only ever fought like twice in like the six years, but we have issues. So, like, whenever we have issues that, like, it, it's, like, once in, like, every, like, three months or something, like that, there's, like, an issue. But whenever something like that comes around, we wind up having, like, a six-hour conversation about it because mm-hmm. we, like, uh, like to get to, like, I don't know, the insecurity that's being triggered by, like, whatever the problem is, you know? Yeah. So, um I feel like I, I feel like our relationship has been variated by that also by the fact that uh, I actually met her very soon after I came to Canada, like my first job was at a booster juice and uh great job. <laughs> uh, and uh, she started uh, I started working there and uh, she moved to my location soon after I did, and we became really good friends and then uh, as friends, I feel like we got to talk a lot about like, our life experiences and like you know like my own trauma and my little like uh, experiences and her own and like I was irritated with like a lot of like my traumas like with like sort of like my bullying a little bit like the uh, situation with my grandfather and then as we were uh, dating I feel like um, because of like our conversations are extremely like honest conversations addressing the issues she got to like I don't know (laughs) learn about what made me insecure what made me like take what made me anxious that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and her like reaction was like very close to mine and like once I was able to like uh like tell her man, I think this is like anxiety and this other issue to it she was like huh that makes a lot of sense yeah so um uh it's been she she has been really great uh, through and through it's been it's been hard sometimes i'm not gonna lie just cuz um I don't, I don't know if you've ex- i don't know if you've experienced this but i feel like through like therapy and their like active treatment and reflections I feel like your personality like um starts to change,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, there's definitely been moments that it's just like, oh, you didn't used to do that before. Like, you used to do more of this, that kind of stuff. I distinctly remember we had a uh, we had a, one of our like issues, one of our like little like spats, and um I like did some like negative self talk out loud, and she was like. Oh, I haven't heard you say something like that in ages, and uh, I feel like that moment helped uh, helped her realize, oh, you've actually done like a lot of work and and come like really far in your struggles mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh it's been mostly great and she's been uh, great through it, uh but you know it's just uh it's just difficult because. Sometimes because as you mentioned uh, as we've mentioned you we're trying to like Maybe not changed, but definitely like adjust a major aspect of our personality mm-hmm. and you know that creates a uh, tension within yourself <laughs> and That sort of like inevitably uh, leaks out but you know so far she's uh She's been under she's been quite understanding of like my uh, my more complicated moments and, uh I feel like it's even a uh, sort of helped her almost because she's also put in like in a back burner to like deal with just a lot of like her past experiences mm-hmm. and so now we're also like in talk about hey like now maybe you also should like come to therapy and sort of, like address that so it's a tense thing but a uh, thing of that is definitely like helping us grow you know mm-hmm. so and hopefully it'll keep helping us grow
0: that's great that's awesome. that's the plan mm-hmm. uh-huh. i think because you guys also met um in your early 20s 19, we're
2: 19 yeah,
0: yeah so you're still at that age where you're you're growing yourself and you're finding who you are at the same time mm-hmm. so being able to grow together and understand each other in this way is amazing
1: oh it absolutely is and um i think i have two major insecurities when it comes to like my relationship um uh, one of them is uh is uh is related to that particularly since i started to like therapy that like oh i'm gonna change so much like what if you don't love the person that i like become yeah and something she often says is that uh through life we're always changing like we're always changing through life we're always becoming different people so that's just that's just what happens that's just what happens man like you're going to change and like yeah yeah hopefully i like i like still like it. i'm sure that i will <laughs> but like uh yeah even if i don't that's just like that's never guaranteed you know that's something that can happen with any any relationship you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a like a way to like encourage me to like always like keep on working and like keep on like improving myself like the reassurance that change is part of life and that like you know a solid relationship is built and going through those changes you know mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and the other thing that she says is um well another actually the other actually that i have is sorry mom that uh i just sometimes feel that like uh she will be a lot happier <laughs> if she has if she like weren't with somebody that like just had all this like weird complicated things to deal with you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and you know and that's with that, like, there's no one thing that she says. It's just, you know, yeah. Taking it day by day and just surviving and loving and taking the good days with the bad days and just, you know, trying to make make it, make there be more good days than bad days.
0: I totally get that insecurity. But at the same time, I know it's hard for us to understand, but you're mental illness and like your struggles don't define you and that's not like what she loves you for right
1: yeah I don't know I don't know I feel like that's another thing that I'm like I feel like that's like part of like where I'm at personally my mm-hmm. like my therapy my therapy journey like figuring out what it is that uh does define me I feel like just because mm-hmm. of, like you know my anxieties and experiences and struggles I've spent a lot of my time just like I don't know, not being something. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. But uh, I'm like now more working towards being defined by hopefully the good things in my life, you know? Like seeing myself as whatever it is that I I am good at, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's hard to describe.
0: No, I understand.
1: Yeah, Uh, hopefully, hopefully, everyone that like listens to this, like, Understands the jargon of uh, people with weird mental health presentations because I feel like half of this episode is just gonna be me like you understand right yeah, you
0: <laughs> yeah. So on that note, do you have any advice for um, I guess partners of people who are struggling and maybe they don't quite understand what they're going through or how they're feeling? Do you have any advice on how to support them or anything like that? How they can help
1: understand that by and large whatever your partner is doing or whatever the affliction is uh whatever the trouble is causing it's not about you it's i don't know i think like that's very basic advice but like but like always understanding that like whatever that person is uh doing is more of a manifestation of their own insecurities, their own problems, their own struggles. Yeah. And it's not, it's nothing to do with you. If they are quiet, it doesn't mean that they don't love you. They don't want to, they don't want to be around you.
2: Yeah.
1: Or if they're like snappy or something, it doesn't mean that, uh, like they hate you or like they're angry at you. Like by and large, it's mostly like just, uh, like them working on themselves and most of the time not knowing what to do with all that's going on in their heads. And by the way, I feel like I need to say like this doesn't mean like stay with somebody that's like dangerous or like being like terrible or anything like that. But like if you're loving kind partner is like having tough days or, or being distant to you, it's uh, it's, it's mostly about them it's just you know just yeah don't take it personally
0: absolutely i agree
1: very round, yeah very roundabout sorry
0: (laughs) no that that was great that was awesome okay well that is all the questions that i had for you um is there anything else that you wanted to touch on
1: i don't know again like might be a little bit of like a cliche cliche or whatever but like uh uh-huh to like any man that like listen to this or anyone that uh, that loves a man or has a man that they care about in their life that are like struggling with like mental health, like your struggle is so real, man. Like like your struggle, your difficulties, your problems, they're all real. And I know you hear this a lot and and I'm going to say it again but none of what's happening to you makes you any less of a man, you know, doesn't make you any less strong, any less worthy of dignity and respect. Doesn't make you any less of a father, a husband, a partner, a brother, uh, nothing. You have problems and we all do, but you're still, you're still dope because of it. Honestly, that's a, and that goes for actually everyone with mental health. Uh, issues and struggles no matter how big or small they are you guys are hella valid and hella strong
0: thank you so much for tuning in today feel free to reach out at any time share your story speak your truth and together we can stomp the stigma